Hello and welcome to The Connection, a new podcast from Connect Global. I'm Javier Mendoza, co-founder and vice president. We are excited to be using this platform to be more connected to you. The Connection can be broken down into three sections. The Founders Corner, an ongoing conversation between the co-founders of Connect Global. Global Neighborhood, a mix of interviews from around the world, including some of our friends and partners. And Life Talks place to hear the most recent talks we've given on the gospel, missions, and our place in the Great Commission. Our sincere hope is that you would favorite, bookmark, or subscribe to our podcast and for you to come back often for all the interviews, conversations, and to join the discussion. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Founders Corner, an ongoing conversation between the founders of Connect Global. My name is Javier Mendoza, co-founder and vice president, and I'm here with Travis Moffitt, co-founder and president. Travis, how are you today? Javier, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, got caught in the rain a little bit today, uh, but it is okay. There is sunshine in the forecast coming, so that's what I'm looking forward to and making it a, uh, a great week. Um, so what have you been up to today? Man, it's been a busy day for me. I had a great meeting uh, this morning with uh, a friend of mine who's also a pastor here in the Tampa Bay area. We had a great time over a cup of coffee and uh, just running some errands, man. Been to the post office and uh, getting our travel arrangements squared away. We have a trip coming up this weekend to Houston. So I had to uh, square away some of the travel arrangements, final details for that. So just, you know, having some relationship time, having some errand running time, and just kind of all those things that, that come into play throughout the course of the day. I did not get caught in the rain. Uh, you know, it's, it's sunny always here in Florida, so that's been fantastic. I think I should have probably brought back some of that sunshine from Florida from traveling there last week uh, because the rain definitely uh, is getting everything pretty wet so definitely should have brought some of that for dallas yeah i hear you you guys have been having some major flooding there if i understand correctly yeah definitely there was some flooding in dallas uh we live just outside of dallas and so in some of those suburbs it was uh definitely some major flooding um our little house here had some flooding in the backyard but not too bad but uh yeah there was looked like the rain had never uh didn't want to stop so we're hoping that this week gives way to some sunshine to dry everything out a little bit well we'll be praying that definitely the sun will come out and the rain will dry up after a while you know, once you get enough rain then it's too much very quickly yeah definitely glad for all the farmers and all the people who are happy for the rain but i do know that it gets to be a little bit too much and then everything gets flooded and cars were getting stuck so we definitely need a little bit of sunshine in our lives I think so I know that we were last week in a leadership uh, school in a leadership class and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that talking about all the busyness that we've got all the productivity that's going on we've got several mission trips coming up uh, several speaking engagements that we're uh, engaged in uh, this year and so talking about all the different things that we've got going on and all the moving parts I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about personal slash professional development. Uh, you know, there's always things that will take our attention and take our time. And most of the, you know, everything is good 
uh, until it takes you away from maybe developing uh, in areas that you're lacking. So of course, you know, the old uh, saying of, you know, knowing when to say no and what to say yes to and things like that um, definitely come up when we have conversations about personal and professional development um, because there are definitely times in our lives when we need to take time to invest in uh, our development, invest in our future, invest in uh, areas where we need to strengthen skills or, or learn new skills. And so that is something that we uh, at Connect Global did last week. And so Travis, if you can describe a little bit about the specific coursework that we went through last week uh, and give us uh, kind of the overview and the bullet points of that. And then we'll kind of dive into uh, the very specifics of you know, how do we invest in our personal and professional development uh, and why should we do that? What, you know, what types of investments should we be making? And we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, absolutely. So last week, as you said, you traveled here to Florida and then you and I were able together to go through a, uh, a school called the National Institute of Christian Leadership. And uh, for anybody listening, if you want to get more information about this, I'll go ahead and give you their website. It's TheNICL.com. TheNICL.com. So that's the National Institute of Christian Leadership. This was developed in partnership with a missions organization called Global Servants and a, uh, a publication ministry called Charisma Media. Charisma Media uh, publishes a magazine called Charisma Magazine as well as another magazine called Ministry Today. And then they also are a book publisher. They publish a lot of working in conjunction with, as I mentioned, Global Servants, which is an organization founded by Dr. Mark Rutland. And then Mark Rutland was the teacher, he, or he is sort of the visionary and teacher uh, behind this school. And uh, he, has, he comes with an incredible academic knowledge as well as incredible experience. So Dr. Rutland has a PhD as well. He has pastored both large and small churches. Uh, he has recently been the president of Southeastern University here in Lakeland, as well as after that he was the president of Oral Roberts University in Oklahoma, and really led both of those organizations, those, those two schools, as well as a church called Calvary that he used to pastor in Orlando through major, major transitions in all three of those cases at the Calvary Church, at Southeastern University, and at Oral Roberts University. When he took over, all three of those organizations were in pretty sharp decline for various reasons. Um, in, in, in each case, the reasons were a little bit different, but all the organizations were suffering. And he came in and did some massive change, massive turnaround, and really helped revitalize and revamp all three of those organizations. Some of you guys listening may be familiar with, with some of that story. He talks about all three of those in a book that he wrote a few years ago called Relaunch. So the nature of this school then that he teaches, the National Institute of Christian Leadership, he says that he wants to teach people the things that he did not learn in seminary. You know, there's a lot of things that you learn in seminary or in Bible school, and um, that's great. You know, you, you need to have sound doctrine and good theology, but, you know, in, at least for me, I went to a Bible school, Dr. Rutland went to a seminary, and neither one of us learned, you know, how to manage a board of directors, how to how to handle volunteers. I, in my 17 years or so in the corporate world, I learned a lot more about team development than I ever learned in Bible school. And so this school 
nuts and bolts. So he talks about things like strategic growth. How can you position your organization for growth? You know, growth is fantastic in an organization, but then sometimes it's not. You know, you can have fast growth, which is very exciting. And then all of a sudden, how do you deal with that? How do you recruit more people on your team? How do you manage that? How do you work with volunteers? How do you position your organization to be able to grow? He talks about communication and worship. So he talks about, you know, what are the communication components within your organization? What message are you presenting internally? Does that mess, does that match up with your message externally? Um, very, very interesting concepts there. I know he talked a lot about branding and uh, what is what are the external messages for your organization. We talked a lot about change dynamics, you know, culture changes, media changes, media platforms and formats, things like that change. Your organization changes. Our organization, Connect Global, is only six and a half years old, and we've gone through numerous change cycles as a young organization. And so how do you keep up with that? How do you not just uh, uh, stay, you know, stay on the shelf, but how do you actually manage those change dynamics within your organization and balance things like chaos and control and, and all of these components? And then he also talks a lot about transformational management. How do you manage your organization in such a way that you can have strategic leadership, that you can, again, manage those changes, manage those transformations? For us as a nonprofit, how can we? guide our board of directors? How can we bring in other staff members and make sure that there's a continuity to the message? How can we bring in team members and make sure there's a continuity to the message uh, that we are delivering internally and externally? So he just gives some incredible practical uh, training and teaching in these subjects. And so it was really just a great opportunity for you and I, Javier, to be able to go through this program together invest in ourselves as leaders you know connect global as we mentioned has has changed a lot over these short years and grown a lot and we just want to make sure that we are prepared for what has taken place already and especially for what's coming on the horizon so that was kind of the nature of where we were at this this last week it was called a week intensive and and it was intense i'll say that much yeah, it was definitely uh, a lot of information to take in. Uh, what I liked about the uh, level of work that we did was that there were uh, a lot of very tangible, transferable concepts. Uh, not just a bunch of theory, not just a bunch of ideas, but it was practical things that uh, Dr. Rutland has actually gone through, has actually experienced. And as we know, experience can be definitely one of our best teachers. Uh, and when you don't necessarily have the experience, uh, you can leverage others, the experience of others, I think, in order to learn from and get takeaways from. Uh, and so to me, that's what I liked about it, is that it was very practical. There was a lot of anecdotal uh, sort of uh, information that came out that was not just something that you might read in, an, in a leadership book, but it was something that is practical and everyday type things that uh, you know you can only learn by either doing it or by learning from someone who has done it. Uh, so I really loved that part about it. I loved the fact that it. I think he did a very good job of balancing sort of the Christian world and Christian leadership with real practical business type uh, leadership. Um, and so that way you could kind of understand 
from either standpoint, you know, whether you're just in business or you're in, uh, you know, maybe you're a business owner or you work, you know, on your, on your own self-employed, or if you work in the church world, whether that be, you know, at a church, being a pastor or some sort of leader in the church, or like what we're doing, we're running a organization that works with churches and we are Christians and do have Christian values and our, our mission is Christian, but we also have things like the IRS to deal with and we have things like, you know, making sure that, that uh, you know, donors and partners are, are communicated effectively with and things like that, that uh, businesses tend to uh, deal with on a daily basis, we're also dealing with. So to me, I think to have that balance uh, and know that there's not one single way to do certain things, that there are definitely the better way to do things and there are different definitely better paths um, but to understand that you know every organization is unique but they can all benefit from the set of uh, tools that we were able to get uh, in this specific course um, but also of course there are, are books and there are seminars and other conferences um, where some of these precepts and some of these ideas are shared um, and are somewhat common but the nice thing is is that this felt like it was specific to us you know it really kind of helped us gain some uh, insight into our own organization while hearing you know coursework that could be applied to every organization so it really was a great balance I think in that way so Travis what if someone's listening what are some of the takeaways or one of the specific takeaways that you had this week that maybe you know you're applying it in and you're world but you also know that this could be something that could be applied directly to uh, someone listening or someone at any organization no matter where they are at in the organization they could apply something towards uh, their own development personal or professional yeah absolutely there was so much through the course of the week that was just like man this is great material great content there's so much to apply as we just start assimilating this information into kind of global and, and what we're doing specifically. But there was one thing that really stood out to me, and that was this idea of alignment. And uh, we, we think about organizations, even Connect Global. We are, uh, we, we have locations in various different areas. I live in Florida, you live in Dallas, we do work in Honduras. We're working on uh, raising from Latin America to send into the Middle East as missionaries. And so there's just a lot of geographical parts uh, and a lot of moving parts to what we do. And this whole idea of alignment just really brought home the idea that if we are not uh, aligned together around the same mission, then it'd be very easy for us at any uh, part or level, if I can say it that way, of our organization to kind of get off track. You take a car, if a car is out of alignment, if, if the wheels are out of alignment, the, the car is not going to run properly, it's not going to be as efficient, it's, it's going to start damaging parts of the car. Well, the same thing is true in an organization. So if you think about us, our mission, we, we, say, we say it this way, that our mission is that we exist to share the good news of Jesus around the world and help others do the same. So it's like, well, what does that mean? And how does that affect the person is coming with us on a missions trip, you know, in April. So that's that's one conversation with our board of directors. 
directors. It's a, it's a different conversation with our board of advisors. It's a different conversation with employees and sort of regular day in and day out volunteers. And it's a different conversation with the, the short-term volunteers, say for a missions trip. So those are all of the different parts. But really understanding the importance that we can communicate and make sure that that person who's on board with us literally for one week, we'll have team members who will join us this year, and they will be a part of our organization for one week, they'll go on a one-week missions trail. How can we work to make sure that they are aligned with the overall mission of Connect Global so that for that week that they are a part of our organization, you know, functionally, that we are still moving the entire organization forward towards that mission. Let's take this into into the uh, corporate world, for example. I travel a lot, and so I end up renting cars quite a bit. So if I'm renting from, you know, Hertz, for example, the president of Hertz may have one idea of what the mission of the organization is, but the guy cleaning the car that I'm fixing to get into may have a different idea what the organization is you know what i'm saying so if i get into that car and it's dirty or it smells or whatever uh then the question becomes where was the breakdown was the president of the organization misaligned to the organization's visions or was the guy cleaning the car and wherever the breakdown is how can any organization whether for-profit business or whether a non-profit organization bring alignment into the organization so that the communication from the the president, CEO, whatever the case may be, chairman of the board, whatever, in, in that uh, structure flows all the way through every single level of the organization so that especially those touch points with consumers uh, or uh, constituency or clients, whatever the, the format would be for your organization, how are they being presented your how's your company being presented to them and is that message clear and is it aligned from the top down from the bottom up however you want to look at it but so that every single person in the organization understands this is our mission this is our is our purpose that alignment key was this very um it just seemed like such a critical component and it was one of the things that really stood out for me uh in this in this week at the nico how about for yourself? I know we went through a lot of the same material. We, we heard you know, all the same things, but sometimes we always hear that differently. What was one of the takeaways that really set up for you, Javier? Um, well, definitely I uh, loved the talk and kind of the sessions on alignment, understanding, you know, where your message is and what, you know, what your message, you know, identifying what your message is and how it is perceived and, and heard by um, both people inside your organization and outside um, I think is very important, especially for someone who, you know, both of us are, are great communicators. Um, we also have to communicate through other means. Um, so not only just direct conversations, but we also have a lot of uh, social media and, you know, speaking engagements and uh, written, you know, a lot of, uh, of our updates go out written. So a lot of those communication points um, have to be aligned with the full mission and vision of what we're doing. Um, but it also has to be uh, appealing. It has to look good and it has to look right. So a lot of the, the talk on branding and a lot of talk on, you know, just making sure that everything throughout the organization looks is, you know, is recognizable, looks good, 
um, and works well with uh, you know every point of the organization. I think I really appreciated that part of of the speaking you know of the class. Uh, another one of the points was just talking through growth. Um, you know, I think a lot of times organizations, small and large, um, you know, they kind of either miscalculate or underestimate where they're at in the growth cycle. Um, you know, when you're starting out, a lot of times if you've if you've started pretty much from scratch, um, you experience a lot of highs and and quick peaks of momentum where you've got you know you're getting your new corporation together you're getting new things you're getting new customers you're experiencing a lot of the the sort of uh, rapid fire growth and a lot of the new startup feels um, and you've got to figure out where you're at so then that way you don't outrun what you've got going on you know you you're building a foundation that can withstand the growth long term and so I think uh, a lot of times businesses and churches uh, sort of outpace their growth. You know, they, they run out ahead of their supplies and run out ahead of their, um, you know, where they actually are uh, personally and professionally. And, you know, you run into problems. So I think being able to identify where you're at in that cycle um, and realize that you have a lot of control over whether you sustain that growth or whether you, you know, experience a fall or a fallout of the bottom of, of what you're building. I think does have a lot to do with your daily you know decisions so a lot of times we've got a big 25-year plan or we've got a five-year plan or a 10-year plan and that looks good and it's uh, explains well on a flowchart and it looks great when you're explaining it at a small group um, but then your daily activities don't necessarily add up or mount up towards getting to that goal and so I think being realistic in both, you know, being optimistic and saying, okay, this is what the vision is, this is what the big plan is, but then obviously not being able to, uh, you know, uh, calculate what, what really needs to happen on a daily basis, I think will, you know, get you off track pretty quickly. Um, you know, we always talk about having, you know, even just one or two or three degrees of misalignment now in the future puts you way way off course you know you can't you can't uh, underestimate the value of you know realigning every single day on that really really tiny you know mac micro level of just saying okay what do we need to get done in the next six hours to the next 12 hours to the next 24 hours is very very important um, and then that's how you uh, stay aligned I think for the 12 months 36 months you know and and beyond so to me, I really enjoy talking through and understanding and hearing through conversation and, and anecdote what it takes to actually really truly align uh, with your growth and understand, identify where you're at growth-wise, you know, because a lot of people think that they're growing faster than they are um, and other people don't realize how much growth uh, they've actually experienced because they get too caught up in the details. So I think in that too, you have to find balance and you have to identify accurately where you're at on that continuum and understand that you know you're going to have good and bad days but you're taking the whole collective of what you're you know putting into it um, so that you can actually get towards the future and 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 you know knock off some of those goals and uh, really truly find sustained growth um, throughout your organization so i always enjoy obviously hearing and talking business and talking leadership and things like that so this was uh, a course that I think was very helpful in a lot of ways 
Um, and like you said, it's definitely hard to, uh, you know, kind of grab everything all at once. I mean, having an intense week of, you know, eight or nine hours a day of lectures and just trying to synthesize through all of that to try and pull out what it will be uh, that's helpful to us, I think is definitely not over and it's going to take some time to really go through and, and have some more in-depth conversations regarding. Um, but I just love getting more information. Um, you know, leaders are learners. So if you're not learning new information on a daily basis and, and really trying to absorb new uh, wisdom, uh, I think that's, you know, whether whatever organization you're a part of, I think if you're not doing that, then that's only to your detriment. So I love that we both love to learn and learn, um, you know, well and, and get information and are able to sort of not just absorb information, but then use that information and actually put it into place um, because implementation is everything. So as long as you're gaining the knowledge and then putting it to good use, I think everybody could benefit from this course. Um, you know, like Travis said, the NICL.com is a great place to start and find out if this is a course that might help you uh, with your business or with your leadership team. Um, but there's obviously other resources that we know of and that you, um, Travis, and I have talked about in the past, um, whether it be books or other conferences or other, um, you know, ways to learn. Uh, there's lots and lots of ways to invest in yourself, both personally but also professionally. Um, maybe, Travis, I don't know if you have something that you have also implemented or used lately uh, in one of these development levels, but um, I know one thing for me is reading always helps me sort of uh, center and recalculate uh, where I'm at. You know, you can use uh, books from both the business world, the Christian, you know, leadership world, uh, and I think the the great thing is, is that you can take bits and pieces from lots of different places and really see how they apply. Um, and also the good thing about that is when you come back to a book that you've read before or that you've gone through before, uh, I think that's also important to come back to those books that you remember helping you in the past, um, always revisiting those because there's always going to be something new uh, when you read through those again or when you've got uh, you know, you're looking through it through a different lens than maybe you were in the past. Um, for me, one of those is the John Maxwell book, Be a People Person, um, that I've started back up again. Um, you know, and the, the premise is simple. You know, it's just to be a people person, um, whether you're in business or in church world or whatever your, you know, your daily uh, investments are, you have to deal with people. And, you know, just having a great personality or being fun or in, you know engaging those are two those are totally different things you know because everybody can have uh, sort of their fun face and their fun attitude and personality but it's you know without friction so it's when the friction comes that you have to then implement some of these precepts and say okay how do I still stay a people person in adversity or in uh, you know troubling times or in you know even if your business has taken a turn or whatever I think that's the important part of, of learning how to be a people person. You know, this book is, uh, you know, one of John Maxwell's books. And so he teaches a very balanced, you know, here I am as a Christian trying to go through this world and understand um, business type principles. 
and so I really enjoy his writings. It's easy to read. It's easy to go through. Um, you know, it's not too. It doesn't take a lot of mental energy to go through the the, the pages. And so to me, I love uh, revisiting a book like that where you can pull out information uh, and synthesize it through the place that you're at now. You know, uh, whether or not um, you do that or, or some of our listeners do that. Um, to me, I always find going back to books that I've read in the past uh, helped me find something brand new every single time. Man, I think that's great advice. Um, you know, there's definitely some some classic books. John Maxwell's material is outstanding. I know a book that I read many, many years ago uh, that has just been very helpful to me conceptually, both in business, you know, in, in uh, my sort of corporate for-profit career, and then now uh, as a leader of a nonprofit organization, and that's been the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's kind of an older book. successful people and I think that's part of of what Dr. Rutland brings to bear you know in the corporate world in sort of the for-profit world it's kind of assumed that if you're going to be a high-level leader in the corporate world you're going to be constantly honing your skills you're going to be constantly trying to make yourself better you know I think the, the more modern term we refer to that is the hustle you know if you're hustling you know that hustle is trying to make yourself better. But unfortunately, sometimes in, in church world, we don't always look at it like that. Unfortunately, we look at it as like, okay, God's going to tell me what to do, and so I'm just going to do that. And that's fantastic. I agree with that. But there's still a value in honing our own skills. Proverbs 21, 31 says, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. So yes, victory rests with the Lord, but there's a preparation for the fight. It says the horse is made ready for the day of battle. There is a part that we play in preparing ourselves for whatever the fight is, you know, whatever the uh, whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish, whether that's in a for-profit organization, whether that's in a non-profit organization, whether that's in a church. You take any leader in any capacity and it's going to come down to, at least in part, what are you doing to help hone your own skills? So those habits, you know, going back to those books, um, you know, helping yourself, even with your own physical health. You know, you, you talk about specific things that we're trying to do. I know for me, I've been on a, a personal journey for my own physical health, and I have found that as I become more disciplined in eating habits and exercising habits and things like that, it makes me better in leadership. It makes me better in other components of our organization. So I think that's kind of an underlining idea for me uh, that's been very helpful. It's just the idea of, okay, there are things in our organization that need to be solved, but let me start with making myself a better leader. Let me start with making myself better at what I'm doing, and then I find that a lot of those things come together and that makes a big difference I think in no matter what we're doing so I appreciate you and I and the other people who are on our team as part of the Connect Global organization who have said yeah I'll take a week out of my schedule and in some cases an expense a financial expense to go and be a part of this leadership training 
because those type of, of uh, classes and intensives, man, they just push you forward, bolster forward, then build in those habits, exercise, eat right, get good rest, read, read good books, be around other leaders that are going to help encourage uh, your leadership so that you can be a better leader in whatever organization that you're in. And hey, you know what? That leads us to our question of the day. If you're listening to this podcast, whether on Anchor or on iTunes or Google Play, we appreciate you listening in and we want to be able to stay connected with you. We're going to try to share best practices about leading Connect Global and what's going on in the world of Connect Global with you. We'd love to hear back from you. If you're on the Anchor platform, you can comment or call in. We'd love to engage with you. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts at, you can always reach us via email, Javier at GoServeChange.com or Travis at GoServeChange.com. We would love to hear from you. And here's our question of the day. What are you doing to improve your leadership skills? We've all been given some amount of leadership skills or some amount of influence. John Maxwell defines leadership as influence. You know, we look back to the Bible. There's a story of the, the, the master comes in. He calls in his three servants. He gives one ten talents. He gives one five talents. And he gives one one talent. The guy with ten talents, he multiplied that. The guy with five talents, he multiplied that and was able to return an increase back to the master. But the guy with only one talent just took it and buried it in the ground. And uh, I think that that's so important for us to remember the things that God has given us. What are we doing to multiply that? So that's our question of the day. So Javier, we'll start with you. What are you doing to improve your leadership skills? Uh, it's a great question, Travis. And um, one of the things, and I, you know, sounds like I'm just kind of doing a commercial, but um, you know, reading and absorbing the wisdom of others uh, is definitely one of the things that I hold uh, in high value uh, because, like I said, you know, there are certain things that only experience can teach you and when you don't have the experience uh, due to you know never having done something new before or just not having the years and age uh, on your side yet um, I think the next best thing to do is to leverage the talents and experience and wisdom of others and one of the best ways to do that because of course you know a book is is nothing but a collection of uh, that experience and those stories sort of whittled down to, you know, 12 chapters, you know, and so that that to me is one of the best ways um, that I know of to really hone new skills, um, you know, to learn new skills and hone the skills that you you are already amassing. And I think one of the the other things is, is also uh, having conversations like this, you know, whenever I get a chance to have a, a sit down with with any of our partners or, or friends or people that are just in my network of, of life uh, I think having good detailed you know conversations like this to really pull wisdom out I think is also another great practice um, that's a very practical thing to say to you know to have a conversation where you've got you know years and years of wisdom and and, and knowing what questions to ask knowing how to ask you know certain things and and how to weave it into the conversation i think is a skill that most of us need to practice um so that we can actually pull out the most of each other uh and from each other in each uh interaction that we have 
um, you know, talking about the John Maxwell book that I'm, uh, I picked back up, Be a People Person, there's a, a small snippet that I highlighted that's talking about how to treat people. You know, you've identified treating people, uh, you know, is of paramount importance. And so one of the ways is to realize how is it that I need to be treated uh, and, and recognizing what is it that I look for in people that make me feel good. But I think the same could be true about wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Um, but this little uh, remark that he says, it says, most of us think wonderful things about people, but they never know it. Too many of us tend to be tight-fisted with our praise, and it's of no value if all you ever do is think about it. It only becomes valuable when you impart it. So I think to me, I apply that towards the wisdom and experience uh, sort of level because I can say, you know, when people have wisdom or they've done things before, they've, you know, whether it's been successful or a failure, you know, you learn a lot from falling flat on your face as well. Um, but those things are only important and they're only valuable if they're actually imparted to others. And so to me, I think part of my responsibility in, in developing as a leader is to identify those people in my life who have gone there before, who have done it before, uh, who have either succeeded, you know, wildly or, you know, failed miserably. I think we all can learn from those things. And I think part of that is our responsibility to pull that out of others uh, in our interactions with them, in our relationships and in our friendships with other people. I think it's, you know, we're leaving uh, wisdom and experience on the table if we're not pulling that out of people in our interactions with them. So I have applied that to many of my relationships where I know there's something, you know, it sounds selfish, but really it's it's helping both of us. You know, it's helping somebody impart something that maybe they didn't know even was locked inside, uh, something that they maybe had to share. Um, but it's also giving me an, a chance to understand someone's journey better, to understand someone's life better. Um, and you know, that's, to me, those are, are traits that help us both develop in each other uh, a leadership skill that, that we are both, you know, that we all need. So to me, I think that's a very practical thing is just being intentional with pulling wisdom from every part of, of life, whether that be absorbing books and podcasts. There's a lot of YouTube channels that I follow. Um, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, those are, you know, sort of more the business and, and lifestyle world. Um, but, you know, John Maxwell definitely being one of the authors um, that I've followed through the years and knowing that pulling that, that wisdom out is my responsibility. The, you know, the impartation of that wisdom is, has already been put out there. So if I'm not absorbing it and implementing it, then that's on me. So that's uh, what I've done to help myself develop in a leadership capacity and uh, even just relationally with others. I think that's awesome. I think that's that's so good. Like you're saying about drawing wisdom out of other people, it's such an important, uh, such an important dynamic. It's really, really fantastic. That's great advice, Javier. Thank you for sharing that. Well, guys, we'd like to hear from you. Like I said, if you're listening to this on the Anchor platform, definitely call in, comment in, or email us if you're listening to this on a different platform for your podcast. What are you doing to improve your leadership skills? We'd love to get that feedback from you. We'd like to learn from you and with you. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Founders Corner here on the Connection Podcast. We hope you're having a great week. God bless you.